and welcome to another No Prize Podcast. I am the Professor Bud Young, and it is the 4th of July weekend here over here at uh, No Prize. And in celebration of uh, our liberty from the evil empire, Johnny, how are you? Happy kick out the UK day. <laughs> and Lucas, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Just happy to be along with the boys again, freaking talking about books, movies, and all the other stuff, man. Just go. wanted to remind everybody, uh, you know, hey, this is the this is the you know the summertime. Be careful with the fireworks. Uh, make sure you're you're careful with the charcoal and the propane gas and all that other stuff because you know this fourth there was a lot of freaking you know incidents at the at the hospitals as always. So just you know just be careful. You know, hey? yeah. The no superpowers gained this weekend from anybody. <laughs> yeah, we don't need, don't need any human torches kicking around. Yeah. Johnny, do you do you celebrate um, Kick get, out getting, the... rid of, getting rid of us? Uh, every 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 time I finish a podcast, I'm like, yeah, you're the one done. No, no, I've got to be honest. I've, a lot of my a lot of my friends, my UK friends, think I was born in the wrong country. So, uh, uh, well, so there you go. So you no, watch, I, you watch the American football. That's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. And I annoy them because I call it um, I call it football soccer, and they're like, "It's not soccer, it's football." And I'm like, "Okay, so then, for you UK fans, if football isn't soccer, why is the Sky Show called Soccer AM?" Really? There you, there you go. Chew yeah. on that. Bring on the yeah. NFL. There you go. <laughs> if it's on TV, it must be true. It must be. Yeah. Everything right, so on TV, right? Yeah, we're going to uh, let's wrap up. Um, so Disney Plus, uh, we wrapped up Obi-Wan last week. So um, let's uh, let's jump into that final episode. What did you uh, Johnny? Why did you start? What did you think? All right, of I, I thought um, I didn't know where the last episode was going to go, to be fair. It's kind of meandering at the start of the episode. You're kind of like getting shades of um, The Last Jedi where they're trying to run away from the from the, the Star Destroyer. I kind of think. There has, there has been a lack of space battles in this season, yes. for sure. Um, Continuous called Star Wars. There's not been a lot of stars. Um, but then the last 20 minutes, man, the, how much did the last 20 minutes pay off? You know, you didn't you didn't kill Anakin. You didn't fail Anakin. I did. The whole Princess Leia scene where he's talking to, to Leia on Alderaan. The pause. When he pulls the pause... It's like my house erupted. <laughs> right? We're like, it's as if the Finns had scored the touchdown in the Super Bowl. It was like, whoa. As soon as he pulls, and then at the end, hello there. And yeah. it's just like, and he gives him the model ship. Obi-Wan impressed my wife so much. The next night, we watched Star Wars A New Hope. And, really? Yeah. And then with the, we're there watching Luke um, clean the droids. Mm-hmm. And my wife turns <laughs> to me and goes, He's playing with that model that Obi Wan gave him. I'm like, yeah. And so, for for my wife to pick up on details like that, um, my wife loves Jedi because she likes Ewoks. But um, yeah, the show, yeah, every time we put a Star Wars movie on, it's like, is this the one with the Ewoks in? No, we never watched the one with the Ewoks in. Never. Um, no, I thought I thought the show. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that at all. The uh, the distance between wherever Obi Wan and his hyperdrive to Tatooine in the space of mi- like minutes when they're chasing down Luke is right. laughable. 
Um, but then again, time to stop factors have never been a Star Wars thing. I mean, you can get you can get from Hoth to Bespin in the time it takes to become a Jedi. So you know. Um, but no, it's not perfect. There are some massive issues if you really want to go looking for them. But if you just want to sit down and have a great kick-ass ride, and the last twenty minutes it pays off like like the Clone Wars season. Uh, final season, season sixty with Ahsoka. Then you know what? This is it. This is this is the moment. So yeah, mm. well done, Lucas. What did you think? Well, the question is, how big of a moment when Qui Gon Jen showed up towards the end? I didn't get it. I was like, I expected. You know, where he's like, he was all flippant. It was all like, took your time. I wanted to, right. want to say something like. Well, well, master, I was living in the present, uh, which would yeah. have been, a, which would be a knock back to like the Phantom Menace. But it was like, uh, you know, cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I I do get a lot of people who are very um, pissed off because they feel like uh, Obi Wan was kind of wussified, right? You know, like, oh man, well, it was like you you got to understand, right? They they lost, right? They had mm-hmm. just lost via subversion. Right, they they never saw it coming, right? Um, and then you don't even you don't even know who you can trust, right? Mm-hmm. You know the the droids and and uh, drones and the clones and everything that was supposed to be kit get all that stuff out the way. That was the very thing that their reliance on that was the very thing that ended up freaking killing them, right? So there was mm-hmm. no there, no so there was no edge of the universe that they were going to be able to freaking hide, right? And and then even even then, when he finally got away from all that, he decided just to go to a lowly planet, you know, just hang out, you know, do what he's got to do, grind it out, you know, make sure that Luke was safe and everything. Even then, they found a way to just pull him out, you know, mm-hmm. and just beat him out there. And then all that stuff, right? He's like, you know what? Because everybody, look, how many people do you know out there that are just stuck in their situation, right, without hopelessness, right? And they just mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm just going to keep my head down, and I'm just going to go trudge around and breathe air. Well, sometimes you need that adventure. You need that thing to go through to get all that stuff off your chest so you can go forward. Right? That is the that is the big thing that I got out of this whole freaking season and everything. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait till season two. And the thing, the reason why the whole Qui-Gon Jen showing up at the end of it is like, hey, about time you showed up, because you know, as as a monk, that, that's just the that's the type of stuff they're supposed to show you. Like, hey, when you're touched down by other bolt BS, mm. there's there's got to be a way that you can spiritually get rid of that stuff and and keep going forward. And that's what Qui Gon Shin spectral freaking image showing up at the end mm. meant meant to be and everything. I mean, um, I liked it. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought the dialogue could have been better. That's all. I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a nice nod, definitely. But. Yeah. The uh, the remark that we have work to do, you know, that that to me was like, oh, that's that's a season two setup right there, you know, that, you know, they have they have more stuff to do. I for sure thought we, that we might see Yoda at some point pop up too, and uh, too and soon. Do, so too yeah, soon, too soon. I, I kind of thought that he that uh, that Obi Wan might end up on Dagobah, but maybe that's next season. Uh, but I, I do think that. Uh, uh, there were in this last episode there were uh, parallels to Return of the Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. with the uh, with the final battle between Obi Wan and Darth Vader could have been Vader and Luke redone, right? And um, mm-hmm. and then the redemption arc with Reva at the end was you know the, for her turning away from the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, we think you know I mean 
she she didn't kill Luke. So, you know, that was to, so, to me. I mean, for for the Reva storyline in season two, um, I think if you're going to do season two, I think there should be two two distinct stories. Or mm -hmm. if you're going to, or Reva's getting a spin off anyway, isn't she? Is that right? Uh, I, I, rumors, nothing's been officially right. announced, but right. I mean, they haven't even announced season two of Obi Wan. So, so. if if they're going with the Reva Reva show, that's great. I'm all right for that. But we all know, very similar to Ahsoka, there's no point in having a Reva show. She's just going to walk away and then not be seen for the rest of the, the trilogy. Because you've got to bear in mind this takes place before a new hope. So, therefore, right. if she survives whatever comes next in her future, then the next question is, where was she through the next six Star Wars movies, right? So she's either got she's got she's got to be killed at some point. How much investment have you got on a show that the character's going to die? It works well with Rogue One because it's like a it's like a one and done type of thing. So Reva needs to have that element. But then they're bringing out Andor, which is based on the guy from Rogue One. So it's like, well, uh, I don't know. But then the other thing, season two, I don't. I think we should have less Vader, because the more you see the big bad, the less right. less less scary he becomes. And the fact is, as I've said many many times before, he's useless. You know, if he was tasked by the Emperor to open a jar of peanut butter, he wouldn't be able to do that correctly. Right. Um, no. So I would have I would have a Tuscan Raider war on Tatooine between the Tuscan Raiders and the Moisture Farmers. And that's when Obi-Wan steps up. These are Jedi, protects the farmers, and then brings up some of that animosity we heard from Owen in the New Hope, which he says things like, Oh, that that old man is just a crazy old wizard. Because at the end of season one, Obi-Wan, they seem to be quite amicable. So something has to change. Yeah. And if Obi-Wan protects the moisture farmers, that's why nobody gives him up to the Empire. Well, I think that's uh, my season. Opinion. A season two of Obi-Wan would have to be, and this is, I kind of had been thinking about this too, <clears throat> parallel storylines too, right? So you get a storyline in the present, but we also get a storyline in the past, right? So we're going to have uh, more Hayden Christensen, less Vader, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of, of course, they would have to redo the CGI and they'd have to up, upgrade it to make him look younger. Um, but then I think that they could do, whether or not it's an introduction of a new character that's a, that's a threat, um to obi-wan or maybe they bring back uh maybe they bring back general grievous or something darth maul yeah, no or, i'm done uh, with darth maul no, no, yeah. no. well no you know why no more, you no more getting chopping in half and getting legs put on no it's like the only person who got stabbed with a lightsaber and died is qui-gon jinn that's it mm. yeah it's like reva gets stabbed it's fine it's like darth maul gets chopped in half it's fine like, well, you gotta, oh so, my God. well, you got to remember, you know, the lightsabers are made of crystals. And when you shoot energy through crystals, they make the photons, which is what the lasers are. So the lasers have a very high temperature. So anytime you put it through something like with moisture, like, you know, an organ or muscle, what it does is all it does is it cauterizes it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why they don't necessarily die. Really. They, it hurts really fucking bad. But if you don't if you don't freaking put it in and twist it around a little bit, all it does is, is just cauterize it, whatever you're putting it through. So then why did Qui-Gon die? Didn't he get cut in half? Or am I no, thinking? No, that was Darth Maul. Right? But where, where did, I would have to watch where he got stabbed at because the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing with Qui-Gon Jinn when, you know, it was like, eh. It was like, eh. I was, I was, once again, I was not into 
the whole prequels deal. Oh, so he, like, like, yeah. so this episode of Grey's Anatomy has been brought to you by. <laughs> well, yeah, Qui Gon might not have been human, right? Maybe, maybe it stabbed him oh. right in the heart, even though his heart, maybe his heart was a lower. I don't know. Hey, it's story storyline. That's yeah, why. But might. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Tuscan Raider War. If anything, because yeah. Tuscan Raiders look cool. Well, I think I think we all agree that Obi Wan was good enough to deserve a season two. I think so. Uh, so we'll carry on from there. Um, what about? I, I know Johnny's not watching uh, Ms. Marvel, but let's touch on that real quick. So we're we're what four episodes into Ms. Marvel, and uh, yes. Lucas, yes. how are you, how are you looking? At it? You're watching it. The uh, you know, don't mean to be the the spoiler on this one, but. There are a lot of elements that are, a lot of people are missing. So once again, they're they are going way back into her cultural thing, and they're not just saying, "Hey, here's a diverse character. Look at us." Like they'll say, "Hey, here was like a diverse freaking cultural thing with her." And if you go deep into that, those pieces along the way of that history goes into the history of parts of the Mar Marvel universe and parts of the Marvel mythology that you just didn't know and understand, right? Um, and the last one that we that they talked about was the Noor, right? The that the Bengals is attached to this Noor dimension. They brought this one up. And let me tell you, the way that the dialogue that they are working this dialogue is mwah, right? Because you're gonna have to watch it two or three times and and watch how um, what's her name? Her auntie or whatever, or whatever. It, it, she's explaining it because she's Kamala's asking questions. She's asking the right questions, but then the way she she's answering, it's not straightforward, right? She's saying, "Well, she's saying, well, where did this come from?" And she says, "Well, that came from the Nord dimension, which is from another dimension, and we're from another dimension as well." And it's like, "Hold up, wait, you said that." You're from another dimension, but that's from the Nora dimension. You didn't say that you were necessarily from that same dimension that old girl was from. Mm -hmm. So they are purposely working the dialogue uh, to pit a, um, a later on battle between the light dimension and the dark dimension. Well, why is that important? Because we just had a whole freaking Venom war between Venom and and Null. Um, Venom... Uh, gathering peop, uh, parts of the light dimension. Um, Null, of course, coming from the dark dimension. Um, so there, it looks like they're trying to expand that and it's not just being thrown to the side, right? Um, man, like the way they're working in like her family, it's amazing. Um, the, the crappiness from that first episode where Kamala was just a little B, a teenage B, they're freaking pushing that to the side a little bit and they're showing the inner workings of her relationship with her mom. I'm I'm loving the way they're pulling it back because uh, they're they're really working it um, right now. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing else to say w without freaking spoiling too much of it. Um, but it, it's definitely freaking it's definitely freaking good. Is it going to, now? The question is: Is it worthy of a second season? I don't know yet. Well, I she's. Gonna I don't know if we. I don't know if we know we need a second season of Kamala Khan. Well, she's going right from this to the to the Captain the Marvel, sequel, right? right? So right. Um, the, the one thing that I want to say about the show is I think it's cute. I think it, it's working for the demographic it's aimed at. Um, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, the Spider-Verse um, with, uh, with the animation and the, like the kind of getting in her thought process and with her explanations. Um, the dialogue, really, I think you're right. I think it's spot on. Uh, the only thing is, is that they completely changed her origin story. It's not Ms. Marvel as far as I'm concerned. They, I mean – 
There's no mention of Inhumans, of, of course. And I, I mean, I kind of almost expected that, but her power set's totally different. Her, her powers are tied to the that bangle that she's wearing and they, they kind of uh, they kind of reveal her as a, a jinn and they're tying into the uh, clandestine which um, it, you know is an old uh, an old Marvel series Marvel UK I think with but see here's what's interesting right the the people say that they're a jinn Kamala Khan on her own says that she's the jinn Mm-hmm. The lady never said you were the Jin. Kamala Khan came up with that thing on her own, right? Well, so um, maybe it's revealed that she's not, right? But yes. to to me, uh, yeah, it's it's trying to bring something and trying to keep it in the Marvel universe, and tr- but trying to change it because to make it fit in the MCU. But but I think that this changes maybe a little too much with the especially the power set where it just doesn't look like. Ms. Marvel, when she, she's using the the light powers, I, um, I, I I think I don't understand why why they can't bring in the humans in this. I don't understand why they haven't used the idea right. of the terrorists. I when you watch the Jessica Jones TV show, it was on Netflix. It's now on Disney Plus. Now, in the mm-hmm. first season, Jessica Jones makes comment to the Avengers big battle with the Chitari. Yep. Yeah. Well, they, and, yeah, that's because in the comments, agents, agents of Shield have have commented on the TV show, even though it's on ABC, have commented mm-hmm. on things that have happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to show that there is or there could be yeah. some level of shared universe between them. Just because you don't have to show them, so I don't know why we haven't got the mists, and I don't understand why. Well, we haven't got the humans. yeah, so, it's because it's because you know they tried it before with the. In humans TV show and it bombed, right? Um, because they spent more money on getting everybody out of Hawaii than the actual CG stuff and the actual actors. But in the comics, they've been slowly trying to work in the whole there's the Eternals, then there's Deviants, and then there's and humans, and there's X-Men and Mutants, and they're all sort of the same little glob of life. Um, and they're trying to say and they're trying to show where everybody's at very slowly and, and surely right now. Um they're they're not rushing, and I appreciate that. Um, but there's no there's no rush to show to, to explain to everybody. Hey, there's this crazy ass miss, and that's what changes everybody. Well, there was at some point, I think it was between like season two and three of Shield, where um, where they divorced themselves. The MCU divorced themselves from the TV world, um, and even though. Like you see the first seasons of like Daredevil and Jessica Jones would mention the MCU and in some larger whole um, going forward, they didn't, they didn't reference that at all. And same thing with shield shield through first couple of seasons, you were seeing like uh, Nick Fury show up. You were seeing, uh, you were seeing um, Maria Hill show up. Um, and then later on um, you just didn't see any of it or any mention of them. So to me, uh, you know, it was a conscious decision on on the MCU part, or maybe Marvel Cinematic, Marvel Studios to separate themselves from that. Um, I don't know why, but I think well, that that was I, prior I, to the Inhuman showing up. I think I kind of I kind of get what you're saying, but I don't wholeheartedly agree with it because if that was the issue, why did Black Bolt show up in Doc Strange? 
you can Could, have black, yeah, right. So, so if you can have if you have black bolt in Doc Strange, right? Then really, you can, have, you can have the Inhumans in Ms. Marvel, yeah. Which and and as far as this this show is concerned, I'm not totally convinced that this is actually happening in the MCU. You know, if this is happening like in one of the different multiverses that uh, that Loki or Doctor Strange I'll, picked up, which I'll is no, I will, oh, yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll, Johnny, we'll talk about multiverses later. Uh, I will, well, I mean, here, here's the argument that I'll throw across the, the, the table on this one. So, you know how Miss, you have Miss America Chavez, I think that's what her name is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, you know, and every she was heralded as a one of the first gay plus Latinas that they have in the MCU and everything, right? But mm -hmm. but what was the problem? She's not. She's actually alien, right? Mm -hmm. So the, question, the problem right now that you have with all this other stuff is if Miss Marvel is inhuman, inhumans are not actually humans from the Earth. They are, they are things from another world. Now you invalidate her claiming to be a Pakistani... Uh, no, no and do no, yeah you do no you, you don't, absolutely you don't. do religion you religion do. and belief come from upbringing they don't come from any particular style i could potentially but her body i understand but her i understand but her body her body yeah but her right now and that's i could argue i'd say well actually i believe in this or i believe in that it doesn't necessarily equate that because your biology is different therefore your impact on what you believe is is any different Sorry, I've interjected. So, so this is this goes back oh. to you know, hey, I today I believe I'm a banana. You know, that's why well, everybody hey. needs to treat me as a banana. Is, is that because you're not peeling very well? So, by the way, Johnny, Johnny, he, Johnny refuses mm -hmm. the uh, the machine refuses to watch Kamala on the basis of I don't. know. <laughs> Johnny no. the machine doesn't refuse to watch uh the, he watched the first Marvel one show. I give him that I watched I watched the first one um tonally it's not for me I don't watching watching teenage kids running around and do crazy stuff just doesn't appeal to me um it's not Miss Marvel I get that Kamala Khan has the the religious aspects and the diversity aspects of the one that's in the comic book power set it's not Miss Marvel you might as well imagine imagine then a tv show called the incredible hulk where the dude doesn't turn green and he doesn't get angry you'd be like what the hell is all this about mm -hmm. so this is exactly where i'm at my wife has stuck with the show a little bit longer but tonally not the diverse element not the religious element not the impact of the mcu or anything like that tonally it is not aimed at us and she's not enjoying it because yeah. of that so you know what? That's fine, and that's why there's different channels for different people. So, there you go. this is true. All right, let's um. Oh well, let's uh, just say, hey, Thor is opening up this uh, this coming weekend. Did Are you we see the, See it this weekend? Did you? Oh, we've booked tickets to see it. Um, but did you see someone say on Twitter? I can't. I can't dig it out. But someone said they've seen an advanced preview of uh, Thor, and it's as bad as Batman and Robin really yep said the humor just does not it doesn't hit it is as as bad as that now that's what works for me because i really like batman and robin i think batman and robin's better than the dark knight rises so interesting but um it's twitter so who knows 
who knows if it's right or not but we're, we'll be going to see it and yes i'm still i've still got my uh, boxes in a bunch about that whole strip thorn naked gag which the wooden the wooden strip uh they won't strip a female thorn naked like that would they no that, that that's against some sort of rule it's all right to do with the blokes yeah okay how's equality working for you right now oh that's right it isn't okay hey, yeah it's gonna kind of like a turn it's turned around on us <laughs> so, um, i'm feeling the pressure i've got i am rocking a dad bod and now somewhere along the line i'm supposed to look like chris hemsworth are you insane it's never going to i've happen. seen the i've seen the full monty johnny i'm not scared i'm not scared right cool <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, i'm trying to think when i show the full monty so uh lucas i like the graphic that you showed up and that was i was going to mention that uh that rumor that uh that popped up by apparently howard stern on his show earlier this week uh mm. on a hot mic mentioned that he uh was filming dr doom um yeah what do I you did. think about that do you think he's just doing the voice or do you think he's he's actually a character in this movie no he's probably just playing a dj i mean like just yeah, playing himself <laughs> yeah just playing himself he's not going to be a character you know freaking but you know the the big news is a doctor doom project period right yeah. you know there's there's been ruminators like freaking um a that there might be a doctor doom project but there was nothing confirmed um, there was a UK um, production studio that was bought out to be able to do something like that. Um, and I forget what they called themselves and what they called themselves was very close to some of the stuff with Dr. Doom. Um, we just don't know what it's about yet. Right. So mm -hmm. there's something there's like, Hey, maybe it has something to do with armored wars or there was this one particular line um, storyline where he got a hold of some vibranium. Maybe they're going to do something like that but uh that's that's the big thing and people are like on pins and needles waiting to see what's going to go on all of that maybe so, howard stern's the guy that says something that sets doom off you know well, oh yeah damn you stern <laughs> i heard i heard <laughs> the public cosmic to wipe his ass out of something. i heard that there was already a dr doom stinger trailer shot for the end of the black panther 2 movie um that's coming out on November 11th. So we're going to find out sooner rather than later mm. about Dr. Doom. So Yeah. There's supposed to be a whole bunch of news that comes out later on this month. Uh, when is San Diego Comic-Con? Um, there's supposed to be some news coming out during that time. Mm. 24th of July, isn't it? Oh, okay. I believe so. Okay. There, yeah, like there, my, wife, my wife's birthday. So I was on a podcast and one of the guys I was interviewing said, you're coming out to San Diego. Uh, and I was like, when is it? He said, oh, 24th of July. I said, you know what? my wife's birthday i don't think she'd appreciate me flying all the way to san diego just to hang out with some comic book geeks which was, like, was like, yeah probably not so i was like yeah cool yeah. you can always take her with you yeah yeah that 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 wouldn't be the present she'd be like the present would be leave me here leave me here you go Bye. all right yeah, we want to touch on, uh, you know, I, I don't really like talking about casting Wolverine because it's just like uh, there's so many people out there that it's thrown out. Yeah, um, it's just another rumor. Um, that's a, that's a whatever. But I do think think it's an interesting, you know, pick if they do get him to do it because, look, I love him in uh, – what's the spy movie? I forget what it's freaking called. Uh, um, the Kingsman. 
Is that, is that it? I, I thought they were getting the boys, the guy from they're getting Homeland to do it. That's the news. That's right, what uh, that's, there's a there's, there's like 15 different rumors out there. So mm. I saw them. I saw them talking about Chris Evans last week. I was just so please stop. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is is being mentioned. Yep. So oh. I mean, it's gonna. I think whoever they cast as Wolverine is gonna be a relative unknown. Hey, I could do it. I've yeah. got the hair. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can grow these back in. Yeah. Um, you can CGI your bod for me. I'll be fine. <laughs> the uh, Blade movie has been pushed back. Um, as far as filming to October 20th, 2022, but they're thinking that they're still going to go with the, uh, be able to push out a movie, an actual full thing movie in 2023. We'll see about that. Um, they pretty soon just supposed to be a gay Spider-Man, which is weird. I don't know what that's about. Cause I thought Miles Morales was supposed to be, um, gay. So but... started seeing ghost spider. Yeah, so yeah, into in, in the Spider Verse pretty much cleared up the fact that uh, he was into Gwen. So, well, the thing is, there was actually a character that came out in this uh, this volume where the kid is absolutely gay, and Miles kind of cozying up to that kid as well. So, like, yeah, Miles is bi, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't understand why sexuality ends up being such a cornerstone. Have any? Has nobody learned? There's a whole, and I'm sorry to bring up the distinguished competition on this, but the mm. last season, the last um, series, the last <laughs> volume of Batwoman comics was on for like 12, 13 issues or whatever. And every issue was all about, oh, how I've, this last year and how I've lost the love of my life. It's like, for Christ's sakes, a whole 12 issues mm. about being, I don't get 12 issues of Bruce Wayne whinging, whinging about, uh, Talia or Vicky Vale or we don't get 12 <laughs> issues of Peter Parker <clears throat> whinging about Mary Jane I just don't understand I have no pro- I personally have no problem you know if, if the character's gay straight bi lesbian um the story's gonna you, be there that's the whatever. thing though well it's gonna be the story yeah it's who you who you sleep with who you're attracted to it does not define you as, as a character in the story what your actions do so therefore, who you're with is pretty much inconsequential. It doesn't bother me if, it, right, okay. So in a traditional straight storyline, the hero goes and saves the damsel. That's fine. I have no problem if the hero goes and saves a male person who's his particular damsel. I have no problem if it's a trans character. I have no problems, whatever. As long as the hero saves the person that they care about, that's the end of the story. The rest of it is just, you know, it's just, I don't know, smoke and mirrors, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I am. I wanted to, Anna. I mustn't have got much sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think representation in, in, in comics is important, especially is. these days. It's just, um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that uh, a lot of the times the importance is weighted on their sexuality uh, rather than a, a, a readable story. And that, that to me, I think is the crime. Um, and, you know, I could, I could get Ben out of shape because every time anyone's in the, in the UK, artists draw double decker buses. We haven't had double decker buses for the last 20 years. Never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot right, what a double decker bus is. It's a bus, it's got two decks. 
That's yes, a, 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 a double decker, kind of like yeah, a double yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. You know, I get uh, it. Double cheeseburger. <laughs> now you have to have a double cheeseburger for lunch. All right. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and uh, and then we'll be back and we'll talk some actual comics. Wait. I swear that is the longest advert we've got, right? I was going to say, how do you, how does Distinguished Crusade get uh, five hosts? Well, <laughs> well the, the, there's a good reason for this. We may have five hosts, but if all five of them are ever on the pod at the same time, it would be the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, so rotating cast of characters, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty like much the Justice League, right? Whoever shows up yeah, gets the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Yeah. The call goes out, you answer it, you turn up. Some people answer it and don't turn up, but that's a whole different kettle of fish. But, you know, I'm there. I'm always there, so. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk some comics. We had some comics come out this week. Whether they're good or not, we'll let you decide. Oh, we'll, <laughs> or we'll decide for you. Um, let's, uh, let's start with Iron Cat, number one. This was Lucas's pick. Now, uh, before we get started on this, um, mm -hmm. I was a little confused at the beginning because when you said when you picked Iron Cat, I just assumed you were talking about the Iron Man Hellcat annual, which also came out. Yes. Yeah. Why was, is there why is there an annual for a book that doesn't exist? I I don't know, but I like I just assumed so. Like I read that, and then I was like, oh wait, there's another book. <laughs> but but uh, you know, of course, when we see it, it's just this Iron Cat number one. I was like. Oh, it just must be an Iron Man Hellcat team up book. And then, <laughs> then I opened it up and I'm like, oh, totally not what I thought. No. Go, go ahead, Lucas. No, 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 no. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's my problem. Like, wait, you've got two different books happening in two different situations happening right now, right? One is Iron Cat, Iron Man and, and Felicia. And then you've got him running around with Hellcat right now at the same time. Why? Why? Why bring up the confusion? Like, look, I know Tony Stark is supposed to be a pimp. Come on, man. Like, yo, calm down, right? You know, if, if I swear to God, if nothing comes out of both of these relationships, like at least a child or a divorce where Tony loses everything again, whoever's on the board of Marvel needs to be shot. I'm sorry, man. This is freaking crazy. So, but let's 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 get into the actual meat of what's going on right now. 
Iron Cat, right? This is so back in, I think it was a like Black Cat number 11 or 12 or something like that. Black Cat, she broke into Tony's armory and she stole one of the Iron Iron Man suits and it eventually became Iron Cat. Uh, she used it to do some robberies. She got into it with Tony Stark, blah, blah, blah. She gave it back. It was supposedly destroyed. Turned out it was not destroyed. Right? Now it's been turned over to this. Uh, old associate of hers tamara blake who was under the tenure of her of felicia's uh old mentor um the the black fox so now tamara blake is back and she's the person wearing this iron cat suit terrorizing felicia you know messing her up on all these jobs and everything and apparently off screen uh she and felicia had some ongoing relationship <clears throat> so now felicia once uh our uh tony's help and turning this suit off somehow and you know you know just getting going back to the co uh quo right so it's like i don't understand what's going on with the story why the story was needed like first of all you freaking you already baited us with the whole hey iron man's trying to get married he's trying to become an honest man and then you got us on on this on this junk ass freaking storyline which it's not totally total junk. Like I, 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 if if you didn't have Iron Man and Hellcat thing happening, then I would actually kind of like what's going on with this. Right? This is like okay, you know, let's let's see if these two compare. Well. Let's see if this freaking matches up. The art wasn't bad. You know, let, let let's let's see what's going on with this. But now you got these two competing stories, and they don't match up. They I don't know what's going on with the timeline and none of this. So, so I'm I'm very confused maybe you guys were maybe to make some sense out of what's going on um of course at the end you gotta have you know felicia doing a sexy pose trying to bait tony like hey do what sir do 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 help me out sir and, you know and you know and, and with the wet wet cat thing i don't i, I don't know <laughs> I, I i don't know what marvel was thinking wrong with this one but maybe you guys can eliminate late what did you guys think of this tremendous trash well I absolutely love this book. Um, I reviewed it not the weekend recording, the weekend before over on Comic Crusaders as an advanced review. And you guys know how much I love the Black Cat, especially when she's written by Jed McKay. I must have been banging on about this book for God knows how long when it, when it was a regular uh, monthly. Um, I'm glad to see her back in a book. Um, She's making some appearances in Amazing Spider-Man, which I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, I think McKay has got it bang on right, tone-wise. The humour's there. We've said before, haven't we, how many Marvel books have to have a humour quota? Mm -hmm. The Black Cat's one of those characters that it works for. Um, I could do without I could do without everything revolving around the fox um, yeah. from a from a, a plot point, a plot device method. Um, the fact she has a relationship with someone else doesn't bother me you know full well in the main book she started dating the or sleeping with or seeing or whatever the the queen of the thieves guilds so that's not a that's not a new thing for me um i like i like the art this is the art is by let me check my notes it's pierre pierre perez pierre perez who you will have recognized from the recently cancelled spider woman book um, I think the art in this looks better than his Spider-Woman stuff. Um, I don't know why some of his Spider-Woman stuff was quite androgynous in places. I think probably because 
there's a when it comes to Spider Woman, there's a lot of animosity still because of her sexualization. Uh, whereas Black Cat's Black Cat, so I don't know what what the distinction between the two is there. Um, but it's a pacey book. It reads well. Uh, the colors are great. I like the way they sepia out the the flashpoint. I don't see Tony and Felicia getting it on like you see, Lucas. I think mm -hmm. Tony's just a means to an end, and that the cat is just flirty as. Um, I agree that there is a lot of different crazy stuff going on because how can Tony be here if he's in there? How can Annual? How can Felicia be here when she's in Amazing Spider-Man? I get that, but that's just comics 101 for me. Um, yeah. Everything but, happens in a vacuum now. But um, from a from a fun point of view, which is why we're supposed to be reading comic books, Yeah, I had fun reading it. So there you go. I thought it was fun. Um, I, think, um, I think Black Cat is one of the... Well, one of many Marvel characters, I think, is deserving of her own book. Um, interesting enough to keep you reading um, and has a lot of history with a lot of different characters now, not mm. just Spider-Man. And the only issue, and this is going to be probably a running theme for me probably forever now, is that pretty much all the characters that they're creating now are just derivatives of either mashups of, of these characters or... Um, you know, there's nothing totally original. Um, and that's the, that's the thing that's, I think, impacting my fandom, I think, lately. Mm -hmm. um, so we have Iron Cat, which obviously is a mashup between Black Cat and Iron Man. And uh, this character you may have possibly uh, maybe seen in the, uh, in the Infinity War uh, book a couple of years ago when they did the, the, those mashups. Um, yeah. And um, to me, I, I just... I don't. I think it's over, way overdone. I agree with you to a point, but how many times have you and I and Lucas what read an Avengers book? Oh, and the don't get me started. Oh, I'm going to get you started. How many times have we read an Avengers book and the saving grace is that oh no, Black Widow now has an Iron Man suit. Black Panther oh, yeah. now has an Iron Man suit. So the idea mm -hmm. of Cat having an Iron Man suit. Yeah. It, it's not too far outside the realms of what we expected. Um, will the characters go past this point? I don't know. But um... that's so. That, let me let me jump. I'm going to totally digress for a second because I just read this before we before we came on the air. But uh, I knew. I think I mentioned Dan Slott was leaving Fantastic Four on the last show, uh -huh. and it, so it has been announced that he is going back to Spider Man, and he's going to have a Spider Man book concurrently with the. Zeb Wells, JR, JR book. And mm. this is going to be Dan Slott and Mark Bagley. And Dan Slott is going to put Spidey in a suit created by Norman Osborn. Did you that, see and the, that just reminded me. So that's why I said something. So did you Hold see up. the, do you see the Hold Twitter up. feed this morning that accuses Dan Slott of using ghostwriters? Uh, nope. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole until we're sure if that's a real story. <laughs> uh, that might be, you know, your explanation of that might be the reason for this. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, it's not working. Here we go. So this is a uh, thing from 789 Comics. Uh, this is their retailer exclusive. And as you can see, there is Spider-Man. But he's got this thing on his back. Yep. And there's like that's this green gas yeah. coming from him. Yep, so that's, I the new, that's, uh, that's the new suit. Yep. So, 
Yay. I don't, I don't know. This, this suit thing, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, everything is derivative these days. There's nothing original and I just don't like it. All right. So let's, uh, speaking about, uh, not original and don't like it. Let's go to the Avengers. Oh, I've said, I said the word too many times, didn't I? God <laughs> yeah. damn it. This is what happens. Say the yeah. Avengers too many times. We have to look at the goddamn book. Uh, so this is Avengers number 57. Uh, Jason Aaron. Um, Say it like you mean it, you know, that's, Yeah, that's... stand by. <laughs> I'll do it justice. Oh, All right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, okay, here's who to blame. Jason Aaron, <laughs> Javier Garan on art. Um, we have David Curiel on colors. VCs Corey Pettit on letters. Great Yay. job, Corey. And uh, the editors to blame if you don't like it. Martin Biro, Annalisa Bisa, Tom Brevort and cb sabalski i think this one you need to go all the way to the top this time um all right so this is supposed to be the big uh kind of ramp up to judgment day where we have um you know since the a versus x a few years ago wasn't big enough now we have to have the avengers versus the x-men versus the eternals so just so i know this is a v a v s x v s a this yes. Sounds, this is getting more like Sesame Street every single time. Yes, for sure. So if you look on the uh, the the page where they say the Avengers and they have all the, like they have this new Justice League table with all the symbols across the, the, the top, mm -hmm. I challenge you to name or to point out all the Avengers that appear in this issue. I can do it. I can do it. Yes. There's DOS. Uno DOS. There's DOS. There is a, there is Thor and there is Captain Marvel. That's yes. It. Hey, yep. what do I win? I don't know. That's <laughs> I don't know. You win the booby prize, but do I win a no prize. So this this story out of left field. So so uh, the beginning of the storyline is that the Avengers are now traveling through time to fight uh, Mephisto, who has um, created. Uh, what he calls his Council of Red, which is made up of variant versions of himself, which um, I believe we saw this 35 years ago in the Avengers when Kang did it when the, with the Council of Cross-Time Kangs. I don't know if you remember that storyline. Mm -hmm. but, um, but Mephisto does it here, and now he's going through through time, like much, much like Kang, and he is now trying to... I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to, in this issue... Uh, destroy or or get the eye of Agamotto um, off of this brand new character called uh, Sergeant Sebastian Zardos. Um, who, if you remember, the Zardos name was a, a, a from, from a, your X Men continuity, um, which is the uh, the mystical relationships with that with Nightcrawler, right? Is that if that's if I remember correctly? Anyway, uh, this guy. Zardos apparently is the Soldier Supreme, and he's walking around with um, the Eye of Agamotto, and he is the disciple of the Ancient One, and um, apparently he's World War II's Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and apparently running all around, you find out at the end of this issue, as part of the secret invaders, with um, apparently a younger blade, um, a man-thing, with uh, who's called War Thing, and he wears a, a helmet, much like that soldier, and um, and a ghost and a Yost Rider, which you know they don't really kind of shout that guy out, but he's a Ghost Rider. 
So here we are with, you know, and this is basically the storyline is uh, Mephisto has possessed a, um, a hell sub um, U666 and um, Sergeant Zardos uh, destroys the, the sub, but is marooned on this, on this uh, Island with a bunch of other soldiers that, uh, that have been previously marooned by the sub and, Mephisto does this whole jump around thing to each soldier, forcing them to all kill each other. And uh, eventually, um, eventually Sergeant Zardos, uh, you know, can't stop them on his own. And Thor and Captain Marvel show up to help him for some, uh, they, they kind of just show up out of the blue the last two panels of the book to, to help him just, you know, defeat Mephisto. Uh, to me, this was a mess from beginning to end. I we we have to be introduced to a brand new character, um, which turns into four brand new characters by the end of this book. Um, Mephisto, who the only way you can tell he's Mephisto is because he's got red word bubbles, and right. who could have been Sebastian Shaw for all I know. Could have been, um, right. and then you all you get is you have one panel of Thor coming through a portal and then one panel of Captain Marvel hiding in the bushes who apparently just delivered Sergeant Zardos a, a, a World War II plane to go get him, Sarge. And that's the that's that's the extent of their appearance at this issue. To which I mean this this book infuriates me to no end simply because they just constantly are introducing new characters and what i had said before about derivatives of existing characters you have no original characters in this book you have a doctor strange knockoff you have a ghost rider knockoff a ghost tank right ghost tank mm. uh you have a man thing knockoff as if we, do we need a man thing knockoff and uh and but you know and and who knows this could be the actual blade i don't know but he's younger in this which you know, aren't he's half vampire, right? So he does. I guess he ages. But anyway, um, there's there's really nothing that goes on in this issue to kind of build up an A versus X versus E crossover. Um, there's there's really nothing that builds on anything previously made, other than the fact that all of these Avengers templates. Um, apparently have been around for millions of years. Ghost Riders, Man-Things, Blades, um, Phoenixes, because I, I saw a Phoenix show up and that, that kind of whispered uh, whispered Mephisto's name to Sergeant Zardos. And apparently mm -hmm. we have Sorcerer Supremes all the way up through millions of years. So to me, this, it, it just to me is just like, it's like a bucket of crap thrown against the wall. <laughs> And try to figure it out. So, I, I mean, I, I can't tell any prospective Avengers fan to pick this book up because you won't understand what the hell is going on. <coughs> Johnny, save me first. Uh, right, okay. So, in the same week that we had the aforementioned doesn't have a comic book series, but we're getting an annual Iron Man Hellcat. I don't understand why we have to have an Avengers book with no Avengers. I don't get how that is that introduction page with all the symbols that you mentioned 
why we can't use that for story instead of advertising the fact the characters of which you're not going to see if you're going to do something like this and Aaron's this is Aaron's current modus operandi how many times have we seen an Avengers book with no Avengers over the last two years 57 issues (laughs) Um, I would say this if you're going to do something like this can you not instead do something like um, an A versus E versus X alpha issue as a one shot that sort of like steps you towards the big event if i'm buying avengers i'm buying it because i like the avengers if i'm buying spider-man i'm buying it because i like spider-man i don't these are the people that i want to see it's 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 okay the first time you do this like oh nice change of pace but every single time really well here's here's one of your other pet peeves johnny how many characters on the cover actually appear in the book yeah don't even get me started man yeah. uh, i see one two it's thor on the cover yeah i get two two i see two i didn't mind the idea i didn't mind the idea of the soldier supreme at all i thought you know what that's a canny idea I, I don't mind that what i do mind and this is my last comment before i hand over to lucas because i know i've talked quite a lot this point um ghost rider they had the clues in the title yeah so mm-hmm. i get the ghost rider should be on a, a phantom horse when he first starts because you ride a horse i get that he should be on a motorcycle because you ride a motorcycle however i don't agree that he should be in a car because they'd be the ghost driver i don't agree that he should be in uh, a truck because then he'd be the ghost trucker and then i don't agree that he should be in a tank because then he'd be the ghost driver again it's like yeah. you've got a brand stick to it i don't i don't get it and for everyone who thinks what am i talking about the truck go and check out the, the issue three i think three or four of the ghost rider book to see what happens there you know so yeah. just to prove that i do read more than just this marvel books there you go lucas <laughs> did you find anything redeeming in this book well i liked this movie when it was called uh the fallen by denzel watch the the movie (laughs) good shout i thought exactly the same good call right um (laughs) you know so for those that don't know what that movie is there's a movie by with denzel washington in it where the devil or the serial killer he is able to possess um different people at will um and by and the whole time you know he's taunting denzel washington who's the detective at the time and that so in that vein right in that vein showing how dangerous memphisto really is that might be interesting it just wasn't interesting here right mm-hmm. because because you know why because we didn't get a chance to actually sit with these soldiers we just dropped this fire team off in the middle of nowhere i don't know who okay it's like okay you dropped them off on an island right so uh and we don't know why they were on the island right they just they said they got shipwrecked for for no freaking reason no I, then you start possessing these soldiers so once you kill all the soldiers there's no other threat i assume right. it was an island of the dead i've got to be honest i thought like, so at like, the beginning like, too but like a lost thing i thought yeah. it was like ooh. But, but then I'm sitting there going okay so mephisto shipwrecked or oh, this this possessed sub 
was was just trolling around the deep shipwrecking people in the hopes that at some point he ran into Sergeant Zardos who has the 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 eye of Agamotto. But then thought, but then but then where's Namor? You know he would have picked up on that quick and he oh, would have well, freaking... Apparently, this is a job for the secret invaders, not the actual invaders. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not is, is, Namor, is Namor even on this page? No, he's no. not even on, his, on, no, on the cover. No, he's not on the cover. Even though he is a member of the Avengers currently, not on this cover. Oh. I don't see Black Panther How? on here. Well, Black Panther's not in the group anymore. Oh, I see Nighthawk. Who's yep. the new... Um, but... That, that's that's what freaking gets me. It's like, okay, you guys are talking about the Avengers. These guys weren't Avengers. You know, they were they were possibly setting up an entry storyline, but they ended the storyline. They killed everybody. You know, within the first few pages, right? So it's like, okay, well, that's not going anywhere. Um, and then I, I felt like this story would have been an this. What's that other book? Savage Avengers or yep. something like that. Uh, yeah, they yeah. should have made a. They should have put the story into Savage Avengers and let that be its own thing. But this book, Avengers number 57, makes me not want to care about picking up number 58. Well, and supposedly you're supposed to be reading Avengers forever concurrently with this book so that you get the entire story. But I just think that book is chaos, too. Like, I have no – I mean, there's there's nothing that would keep me reading to find out what's happening because I can't really catch up. Even though I've I've read every single issue of this and I understand what's going on, I just think that there's just always, uh, you know, it, you know what it feels like. You ever read you ever read the comic strip Blondie and Dagwood is making the sandwich and it mm. always ends up being about like ten stories high that sandwich at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's what this this book is just is a never ending. It, you never get that extra top layer of bread. It's always just adding meat and lettuce and tomatoes and everything and then you never finished with the sandwich i you know that's that's what i say jason aaron finish the goddamn sandwich so all right that'll finish the review all right let's <laughs> let's do a real quick uh jump over to variants um and johnny this was your pick so i picked this um for a couple of reasons one i love jessica jones yep. uh two i like gail simone's writing um at least I like it when she was on Birds of Prey, um, which is obviously a DC book. I also loved it on Domino, which mm -hmm. I thought totally changed uh, my opinion of Gail. Gail's normally known, especially with the distinguished competition, quite a serious writer. Um, she fit straight into the Marvel humor first element uh, with Domino and how Domino interacted with other characters really well. Um, of course, Diamondback was in that book, and you all know I have a soft spot for her. Anyway, so Gail Simone uh, is writing this book, art by Phil Noto and letters by VCs Cory Pettit. Before I talk about the book, I will say this. Marvel, why are you not putting letterers on the cover of your books? You're doing it on the Amazing Spider-Man book. That's the only one. Credit the letterers. Okay, that's done. So this book's more multiversal shenanigans and MacGuffins all the way. Um, it's cleverly plotted in that we, we follow one particular Jessica, and then as we go through the book, we find out that things are going on she has no idea of, things are happening, she's at work, and as if she's kind of having blackouts and stuff. Um, the modus operandi of the idea that there's a, there's a, a mind bomb in her head planted there by Kilgrave it's such a clever idea I really like that yes. I absolutely totally think that's a really good 
um, kind of plot to think that so he's allowing his victims to be free for a certain period of time before they end up doing something crazy. Um, was I disappointed when the various where an alternative Captain America shows up again? No, I'm not. I wasn't particularly annoyed. Um, I think Simone's got Jessica Jones' voice down really well, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I want to see how it goes. <coughs> down. I am quite quite intrigued. Well, they tell you they tell you right on the cover. I mean, the name of the book is the variants. So, well, I, it depends how you pronounce it, because it is variants. But then, is it a wordplay as in variance with a ce rather than a ts? Oh well, hmm. like like the the variance, the difference between rather than the actual differences. Lucas, what did you think of this? It was absolutely amazing. It was a really Wait. good story up until Captain America, Jessica Jones shows up. Oh. The, the reason why that, because, and once again, this is one of those, it's, it was, it, it might have been interesting until the 30 other books that you got going on right now, where it's the same effing thing. You've got Edge of Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse, Miles, what if Miles Morales? You got a Black Panther doing his own thing. You got Moon Girl on her freaking way. You're, you, we just did a review about Avengers where you got different freaking variations of every single character that's on this freaking way, man. It's too much at, at the same doggone time. Like, and I get it. I get it that the movies are going off that way and they're trying to, but look, give me some books. Give me some uh, palate cleanser where that's not the deal. Right? That everything doesn't have to be the multiverse. And I, once again, nobody, first of all, nobody cares about Captain America right now. So why are you bringing Captain America into this freaking thing? Right? No, if, if you're going to give me a different Jessica Jones, you know what? You know what? Freaking tickle tick, tick my fancy. Let me, see, let me see Jessica Jones as an African American lady. Let me, let me see that. I think that would be interesting. Let's let's see how uh, Luke Cage, you know, freaking, you know, relishes, you know, seeing a, a Jessica Jones that might be black. That might be interesting, right? Mm -hmm. But no, we got a Captain America, Jessica Jones, and I don't care. Well, the rest of the story was bang on, absolutely amazing, except for this one ending. Now I'm scared for the variants. Well, now if you're gonna if you're gonna sorry to interrupt, I'm really no, 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 sorry. I'm done. Go ahead. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like give us a um, a black Jessica Jones, by definition of their relationship, surely you should have a, a white Luke Cage. Yeah. But then yeah. a white Luke Cage wouldn't protect Harlem, would he? Because Harlem's predominantly a, a no, 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 no. Because you gotta remember, just uh, Harlem has been uh, gentrified right now. Okay. Right. So, whereas it was historically black, now it's slowly becoming more gentrified and more the demographic is changing to more Caucasians and Asians right now. So, it would be possible. Cool. Excellent. So, I'm going to say why I kind of think that this book works as far as the with the variants is um, is because of Kilgrave, right? So, mm -hmm. we all know that Kilgrave. Uh, assaulted Jessica, forced him, forced her to do his bidding or his will, forced his will upon her. So that's, I mean, so in in essence, she's more of a, what you would think like of a of a survivor of of a of mental abuse or uh, you mm -hmm. know physical abuse. And to me, I think 
even even mentioned halfway through the story where Matt Murdock has this woman that has killed her uh, her her family because Kilgrave put the 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 bomb in her head, right? Or the mm-hmm. the the suggestion bomb, much like we think that Jessica might have leading on through the series. What I think that these variants might reflect, and I'm not sure. I'm just kind of speculating right now. Is the just the different uh, fractured parts of her personality that she's piecing together as part of trying to deal with the abuse that she suffered. So so to me that that's what I kind of think worked in this because Jessica's, I mean, even when we saw Jessica on the Netflix show, she's not okay. Right. She's, she's just like not an okay person in, in any way, shape or form. And for, for being able to kind of deal with her issues this way, I kind of think that Gail Simone is really kind of uh, hitting the nail on the head here or really mm-hmm. kind of exploring uh, those aspects of maybe mental illness. And I think mm-hmm. that that uh, that that would be where you go going forward as far as this book. And who knows what happens with these other variations of her. Maybe they're all in her head. Wouldn't that be weird? Mm. So It would it would be definitely. So. Um, maybe that's the mind bomb. Maybe that's maybe, actual. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. So let's. Uh, do we do we have a two minute warning here, or do we have time for this? Or if we've got a two minute warning, let's do it because we love the two minute warning. Cool. All right, coming soon. Coming out this week. Make sure you stop by your local comic book shops if you can give them your patronage. Uh, Hulk number seven. That second print at one twenty five. It's a sketch. Uh, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor has got that Predator joint coming out by Jung Yoon. Uh, Strange Academy back with number 18. Oh, hey, for, cool. Yeah, for those who like making money on Strange Academy, that's what you want. People have been picking up Strange Academy left, left, right, and, and the other thing. You can make sure you get your copies of Strange Academy. So it's, and it's coming back with its original numbering. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And and presumably, and presumably new characters, right? Because the kids left the Academy. Yeah. So yeah, there's got to be new that. characters in there. Um, and then uh, Thor number 25, that second printer is going to be a 1 in 25. I hate that, that story, by the way. Yeah, the first appearance of the Celestial Hulkbuster. So, a thing. Uh, books that are on FOC, so make sure you talk to your LCS or make sure you start freaking hammering. Hey, freaking, you guys need to freaking pick this up for me. Um, uh, Ghost Rider, Vengeance Forever. There is the number one, is, there is a Laraz Diamond Retailer, which is limited to 4,000. Uh, Moon Knight Black Why White, is there what? a second Ghost Rider book? <laughs> Wait, is that Danny Catch or is that Johnny Blaze? It looks like Danny Catch. He looks like Danny Catch in the in the current Ghost Rider book as well. Yeah, yeah. There yes, sir. Uh, there's going to be Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, uh, Stegman, second print. Uh, new Fantastic oh. Four, second print. Who's buying that? Captain America, Sentinel Liberty, number one, second print. All right, here we go. Wait, uh, can, can I ask a question? Are all these Absolutely. books selling out? Is that why they're doing second prints? Because I don't believe that at all. Look, we we are in a war with trees, and they all must die. All right. <laughs> Kill all of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> no. Uh, the Avengers and Moon Girl. Uh, this is going to be the first cover appearance of the clone of Devil Dinosaur. Nobody cares, but we'll see. Like. I, I don't know what Marvel was thinking about, but once again, you know how I complain about them sending random black people off to the moon for no freaking reason, and here they are doing it again. Uh, black Panther. Um, 
this is number eight. Um, and number seven is supposed to be the rise of that new character, Tosin, where he eventually becomes the official guardian of Wakanda. So it's number eight. That that was going to ask. Do you think the the loss of uh, oh, I forget his name, Chadwick, is Jala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Things are going to impact the comic books. We're going to lose T'Challa and get a different Black Panther. You've got to right. We should we should be losing all these characters. Every single one of these characters, we should be losing. They we should have new ones stepping up. Every single one of them. Kill kill them all. Kill them all. Like, look look we we kill easy kill shooter easy jump yeah. shooter. <laughs> yeah, look, we look, we we killed, we killed, they killed off Tony Stark, and I love what they did with uh, having Peter Parker stepping stepping into the role and the intricacies. Like, hey, you can't just have some seventeen year old kid step into that. We got freaking Kamala Khan on the way as Miss Marvel. We got so many characters that Miss Mar- uh, that Marvel is doing the right thing, slowly killing these characters off. Look, they, they even made Captain America disappear so they can make let Bucky and Falcon step into. The, those those fish rules. So I, I do like what they're doing, and but are, it'll be kind of quick if they try and do that with Tosin and just have him like as the guardian of a whole freaking nation. All of a sudden. So then that would ask, let me ask you another question quickly on that. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Should yeah. should an actor leaving a movie for whatever reason actually therefore impact the comic books? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. that case because because of the because of that, then therefore we should do with. With all the, the people who died, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Right? It's all it's about it's about the falouse, man, the money, right? That's you know, an interesting yeah. that's an interesting conversation to have. Maybe we can have next time about um yeah. about Marvel and DC where you can just recast Superman and Batman, but you can't necessarily recast Captain America and Iron Man. That's a good show. That's a good question. Let's remember um, that for next time. Look, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, we look, we got a whole bunch of actors and actresses acting up, um, and and they think that they're untouchable. Hell no, right? You act up, you get, you can't freaking keep your mess out of the freaking news. Guess what? We will, we will move on, right? Yeah, but it shouldn't uh, impact the comic books, is what I'm saying. Carry on. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Peach Momoko, Demon Wars, the Iron Samurai. All right. Um, the one in the middle is a favorite. It, that's one by Terry Totson. I think that's the one in 500. Okay. Or excuse me, one in, it's either like one in 50 or one in 100. Um, then Edge of Spider-Verse, the one on far left is Bengal. And the one that people should definitely think about picking up is the one with the little the little characters. That's the, uh, Scotty Young. Mm-hmm. Not, not the one with no characters on there, eh? Uh, talking about the blank, yeah, it, it all depends, man. Because you could take those to those comic cons, yeah, and get the artist to hey, sometimes people love them, man. They were they were a good thing for a while, and then uh, the one to the far right of this one that's the one in 25, and the one in the middle that's a one in 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go, Ghost Rider. You, know, you guys have talked about this, hey, freaking more Ghost Rider stuff, right? Um, Avengers, X Men, Eternals, Judgment Day. One in the middle is the Momoko. What about the white cream one? That, who's that one? You talking about the one on the far right or the one on the far yep. left? Yep, far right. This one. Is, right. That's not Art Adams, is it? I mean, it kind of. Uh, no. Yeah, the one on the far right. Yeah, I believe that's Art Adams. And is that regular or is that variant? It, yeah, these are all regular. All cool. regular. Yeah, so one on the yeah, this Immortal X Men number five. That one's by Art Adams. One right next to it is the Nodo, then one in the middle is the Momoko, one far left is, I, I don't know who that is, but that's the cover A. This one is probably going to be my favorite set. Um, Iron Man, 
number 22. Far left is Ross. One in the far right is uh, Bjorn Barons. That's the Predator joint. And then one in the middle, that's Lasagna. That lasagna, did you say? Wow. Yes, lasagna. Yes. Pat, pat, <laughs> getting on the act. Excellent. Yeah. And and you know we were actually talking about that this uh this week uh, on Drunken Chat that if people want to get this uh, slabbed, it's going to be very difficult difficult to get it at nine eight because um look the paper the paper for Marvel has been going down like the paper quality has been going down and it being a black cover. Um, you know, there's going to be some scuff marks, so it's going to be hard to get 9-8. Um, Legion is of X. Some Moon Knight. Miss Marvel and Wolverine. Predator, right? This one is going to be the most interesting. Um, the one to the far left, that's the Raza. The one in the yeah. middle is Momoko. I love the Scotty Young one. <laughs> and Scotty Young, yes, that one's um, uh, it, it's just hilarious, right? Um, that one's actually a lot of people have already been buying pre-order for that one, um, so uh, people definitely love that cover. But the actual incentives for this one, um, that one to the far left, that's the India Glee. That is a one in five hundred. That means retailers are going to have to buy five hundred of those just to get one of those. Um, the one in the middle, that's a 1 to 100. And the camouflage one, that's the one to the top right, that is a 1 and 200. <laughs> Spider-Punk, the book that nobody cares about or are reading. Torrin Clark. X-Men Red. I do like the one to the right, the cable with the the weird homage to pre-code horror. And I think that will do it for us. All right. That's it. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a great 4th of July weekend and come back in the middle of the month and we will do this all again. And um, we'll be talking Thor Love and Thunder and um, be looking forward to next month's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I don't know if mm. everybody's going to watch that. So I've got a quick question before we go. Because if I have yes. to watch, if I have to watch the Thor movie for the pod, does that mean the pod pays for my ticket? We could figure it out. Translate that <laughs> in pounds. In pounds, that is, and I'll Venmo you. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy, and uh, we will see you in just a couple of weeks. Uh, there. We